Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is this, Five Keys to Defeat the Crippling Effects of Perfectionism. Wow. Hey, I was reading in Psychology Today on their website, and they said this, Perfectionism is a trait that makes life an endless report card on accomplishments or looks. A fast and enduring track to unhappiness, it is often accompanied by depression and eating disorders. What makes perfectionism so toxic is that while those in its grip desire success, they are most focused on avoiding failure. They are most focused on avoiding failure. So theirs is a negative orientation in life. It goes on to say perfection of course, is an abstraction, an impossibility in reality, and it often leads to procrastination. There's a difference between striving for excellence and demanding perfection. And then it says perfectionism has increased substantially among young people over the past 30 years with no regard for gender or culture. It manifests itself in three domains or three ways. Number one, self-orientated perfection or imposing an unrealistic desire to be perfect on oneself. Two, other-orientated perfection or imposing unrealistic standards of perfection on others. And three, socially prescribed perfection or perceiving unrealistic expectations of perfection from others. So whether it's let me just jump in, whether it's social media putting that pressure on us, where these socially uh, uh, prescribed perfection or just in relationships. And so that's, so those are, are the three sources. And, you know, th- this topic is so uh, important. And, you know, those of us in the church and maybe those of us who have been in the church for decades legalism, which was really some of the things when I first got saved in the 70s and became born again, a born again Christian, there's a lot of legalism and a lot of outward focus. And certainly we, behavior and conduct is important, but we overemphasize that. And so the image of trying to give the perfect image of being a Christian just also just adds to this whole perfectionistic mindset. So let me let me just share today five keys to defeat the crippling effects of perfectionism. Number one is this, focus on improvement, not on what people think of you. So this is key number one, focus on improvement, not on what people think of you. Now this, you know, this may be easier to say than to do, but I believe the more that we gear ourselves towards this. And I got this, I was reading or listening to audio teaching from Brene Brown, and she brought this out of, of, of this focusing on improvement. And Hebrews 10, 14 says, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Now, when we become born again in Christ, we become perfect in every way. We're perfect uh, legally. We're perfect in the eyes of God. 
where our nature is changed, but we has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Sanctification is the process of getting into our experience who we already are. And it is a process to outwardly. I'm perfected in righteousness, but it's a process to get that into my experience. Uh, I am perfected in in love and how to love people. But it's a sanctification is the process of getting it into my experience. So as we focus on improvement, as we focus on that as our goal, whether we're speaking in front of others, whether we're seeking to walk in joy and hope, the, the perfectionistic mindset would say, well, if you can't do it uh, perfectly at first, then you're not capable of doing that. And, and we, you know what we do about that, we laugh. <laughs> Number two key is this, do something and celebrate progress. I liked how it said in that Psychology Today article that, that perfectionism leads to procrastination because it really, uh, we, it's the, the impossibility of doing things per, perfect is uh, not there, outwardly perfect. And, and so do something and celebrate progress. In, in Romans 14, 17, it says, the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And you know, I, I noticed for the first 15 years of my Christian life that I didn't hear a lot of messages on joy. And I believe one of the, the main reasons for that is because under a religious mindset, it's impossible to be joyful. And we don't deserve to be joyful. We don't deserve to celebrate ourselves. And, but that's, that's not how human nature is. When a toddler is learning to walk, we celebrate the step. We don't wait for full, completed, perfect walking before we celebrate. We're there cheering, cheering them on, even when they're falling. And that illustration should show us the power of, of celebration for ourselves and celebrating other people. But let's talk about ourselves. Let's sell. How many of us actually celebrate ourselves? How many of us say, Mom, I'm doing better in, in that area. You know, when David killed Goliath, he, he rehearsed his past victories of killing the lion and the bear. It was obviously something that he was in the habit of doing because in a most crucial moment in his life, he, it, it came out of him, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth spoke those past victories. So do something. Give God something to work with. Try things and then celebrate your improvement. Number three is this. Recognize those who succeed most also seem to fail most. Those who succeed most also seem to fail most. Winston Churchill said this. He said, success is moving from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. And we, we note this, you know, even in the illustration of a toddler learning to walk, the, that ultimate success came after a whole lot of apparent failure. Now, you know that I, I, I like to laugh at, at lies. Let, let me just give you a couple lies to laugh at here. <laughs> Number one, you know, if you 
tried to speak in front of other people and you had difficulty, it means you do not have the gift of speaking. <laughs> Man, I remember the first time I tried to speak, you know, and I was so scared, so afraid. My my face was numb or, or couldn't drink properly. But, and it seemed like an outward failure. And pretty much every area of our life we grow into, we seem to fail. Now, the perfect, per, perfectionistic mindset is trying to avoid failure, trying to avoid looking like a failure. So it won't try things. It won't try speaking in front of others if it feels so hard. Let's laugh at this lie. If you've tried to walk in joy and hope and it's hard, then you don't have the ability or the gift of joy and hope. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, like, it's like a muscle. It's like lifting weights. You're going to seemingly fail at, at, at these greater weights, but it's in, the, it's in the failure. It's in the looking like you're a failure and willing to risk that that causes you to actually come into who you really are. I used to think it was a good year because I hadn't failed in anything. And then the Lord says, yeah, but Steve, you didn't do anything. Your goal to not look like a failure and not uh, is, is a problem. <laughs> Let's go to number four. Number four is we need to redefine success. We need to redefine success. Success is a state of being. Success is not a goal to be attained. It's a state of being. Joseph in the Old Testament was a success. He was a successful slave. He was a successful uh, prisoner. And he was successful in Potiphar, the ruler's house. And so redefining success is key to overcoming perfectionism. We, we understand success is not attaining a certain financial place, a certain position, a certain appearance, uh, it, but it is really, it's an inward thriving on the inside. And you know, I like to say this, God's way to influence greatness is he makes us successful on the inside when we don't look successful on the outside. Third John verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you be in health and prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. That is inward success. And then number five is this, embrace authenticity. James 4, 6 says he gives, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You know, as we are willing to share our struggles, share our journey with key people within our lives and that authenticity, even as we, those of us who are in uh, public ministry or, or teaching or influencing others or business people or parents and, and all of that, as we, as we become authentic, as we let people know that we're not perfect and we're then that actually gives other people permission to embrace the journey and overcome perfectionistic tendencies within themselves wow
these five keys to overcoming uh, perfectionism, to uh, demolish the crippling effects of perfectionism. Number one is focus on improvement, not what people think of you. Number two is do something and celebrate your progress. Overcome procrastination and just do something. Number three is recognize those who succeed most, also seem to fail most. And number four is redefine success. And number five is embrace authenticity. Share your own journey, your own struggles. And that will help yourself. It'll help others. Wow. Five keys to defeat the crippling effects of perfectionism. And, and I just pray for you today, whether it's the perfectionism that you've placed upon yourself, that you'll just get free of that. The perfectionism that you've placed on others, the demand that other people around you behave perfectly and that, you, that there's not grace. We just say no to that. And then thirdly, overcoming the perceived expectation that society has on us and that other people have on us to be perfect. And, and I just speak freedom over you concerning that. And you know what I'm seeing over you today? I'm seeing over you today that you are a person that's going to set other people free from the spirit of perfectionism. And that as you do that, as you teach it, as you talk about it, you're going to get free yourself. So God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And I want to remind you that there's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot remain the same. We here at Igniting Hope are, are commissioned and have the mandate to ignite your hope. And I believe this. After love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is and that our hope level determines our influence level and who is the most hope has the most influence. And I want to remind you also the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. It's our strength for pretty for pretty much everybody who's listening today. Today's not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> but I say it is our strength today. All of us are facing uncertainties about the future. All of us are are, are having to deal with negative news through the media. All of us are having to deal with the pressure of social media upon us, of social media presenting the per seeming perfection of other people's lives and, and that, that pressure that wants to come on us. And I say today, today is the day to be joyful. It's your strength. Hey, we look forward to having you with us again on another one of our podcasts from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.